Hello, it's Heike and welcome back to our special limited series for Pilates for Women in Midlife. And of course, it's me, Heike Yates, and I'm delighted you're tuning in for today's insightful episode. We've tackled some important topics so far, but today we're diving into an issue that's incredibly important, especially as we navigate the changes that come with midlife, osteoporosis. If you're concerned about bone health, you are in the right place. We're going to explore how Pilates is not just a workout for your muscles, but also an effective way to strengthen your spine and bones. So if you're aiming to boost your bone strength and enhance your overall skeletal health in a safe and long-lasting way, you won't want to miss this episode. So let's dive into today's future content. Welcome to a special limited edition of the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I'm your host, Heike Yates, and I'm thrilled to introduce a series that's going to transform your relationship with fitness, and it's called Pilates for Women in Midlife. I can't wait to dive into the content with you that I'll be sharing in this limited edition. I want to start off our episode around osteoporosis with a couple of numbers and stats. Osteoporosis is more common in women. It affects almost 20%. That is one out of five women 50 and over and almost 5%. That is one out of 20 men 50 and older. Many people with osteoporosis don't know they have osteoporosis until they break a bone, where then they get a bone scan, bone density scan, and then then they find out they may have osteoporosis. Currently, screening for osteoporosis is recommended for women who are 65 years or older and women who are 50 to 65 who have certain risk factors, which include a parent, a family history that may have broken a hip, for instance. Now, I had a bone density scan because I felt like I needed one. And that was at the age of 50, that's like 10 years ago. And they didn't find anything. But if you have to wait till 65, that's a long time. But may as it be, what is osteoporosis? So let me paraphrase this with, Osteo is anything bone. So anything that has to do with bone starts out with osteo. So in this case, we have osteoporosis. Osteoporosis is when the bone becomes less dense, more likely to fractures. And fractures are not uncommon as we age, but bone loss can also result in loss of height, back pain, change in posture because you're no longer strong enough to hold up your spine, affecting how we walk and can result in permanent disability. Just think about your spine has no strength and you may see somebody that's really, really hunched forward. It could be because of osteoporosis. And osteoporosis is also known as the silent, silent killer. It's not always true that you know you have osteoporosis. Now, there are three things or three interesting facts about osteoporosis, and they are getting enough calcium and vitamin D is only the first step to getting stronger bones. So if you might think, oh, I'm just going to take some calcium and vitamin D and I'm good to go, 
Think again, and we'll talk about this in this episode. Osteoporosis can get go undetected for years, and that's why early detection is key. So 65, again, it is late if you ask me. If you have a family history, you got to go. So don't put it off as an inconvenience and say, oh, another doctor's appointment. It is your health. You need to know that osteoporosis cannot be cured, but it can be treated effectively. So if you experience bone loss, it is not reversible, but you can do many things that we talk about in this episode today that will help slow down the progress of bone loss or prevent it by starting out early enough with all the things we're talking about in the show today. One of my clients is early 40s and she has a family history of osteoporosis and that's why she started working with me. And she says, Heike, I don't know what to do to increase my bone density. I'm taking vitamin D, I'm taking vitamin C, but it's it's not enough. So we're currently working with her through Pilates strength training and, and things I will talk about later that you can start too about how she can develop better bone density, but also overall she's getting stronger. She's not the kind of person who loves to work out. It's, it's okay to work out, but she's starting to see the difference, at least in her strength. And I'm hopeful that at the next DEXA scan, that her numbers have stabilized. And we'll talk about that as well. Now, as I said, osteo. Then we, we have osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. And I put a link in the show notes for you to check out this episode as well, because we need to know everything, I think, everything related to our bodies, but also related to our bone health. And there is so much we can do. There are five key reasons why women over 50 must prioritize bone health. Osteoporosis. And I keep saying that women are higher of developing osteoporosis. This is, again, where the bone becomes weak and fragile. And we don't see that because our estrogen levels are lower. Estrogen helps maintain bone density. But as estrogen levels go lower, get lower, the hormone balance shifts and that can lead to bone loss. Mm -hmm. I know I keep saying this, but... I'm drilling this home. Fractures. How many people or how many times have you heard from older adults that everything, they're great, they're in great health, they're super active, they may do all kinds of things, but then they fall and they break the hip. Happened to one of my clients. With reduced bone density, women over 50 are more susceptible to fractures, particularly spine, hip, and wrist, wrist strength. If you're somebody who says, I have weak wrists, an alarm bell might go off in your head right now. And when you have these chronic pains and the disability and the decline of the, the bone density, it will uh, limit your life it, the, or the quality of life and the things you can do. Also, lower bone density, what we're talking about here is slower healing. As, as we age, our ability to heal from injuries and fractures slows down. 
This can be very uh, detrimental for, for as we get older because we have now complicated fractures. We increase the risk of these complications such as infections and non-union bonding, which is when, the, when a broken bone does not heal at all. So that is a very extreme situation. But I thought you needed to know about this, that we're healing slower from injuries and fractures heal slower when we are not uh, taking care of our bone health. Posture and balance. Poor bone health can lead to spinal deformities. Think of that bend forward. Loss of height affects posture. It affects your balance as well. One side is stronger than the other. If your bones are not as strong as they could be, having these better, having this better posture and balance increases, um, well, let's rephrase that. Not having posture and balance increases the risk of falls and fractures. So posture and balance, and I'm thinking Pilates here, it's super important to know the consequences. And I'm getting all wound up about this because I see it so much in my practice that bone health is sort of on the back burner because we're dealing with all kinds of other things with our estrogen level changing, with our belly fat, with our strength. Uh, that we forget that the bones, to me, are the building blocks of our body. If our bones are not strong, and I'm visualizing a tower of blocks, the, and if these blocks are not strong and stable together, and you just put one out, and I'm thinking herniated disc could be a part of osteoporosis. So think about what your spine looks like, a skeleton inside your body. Number five would be based on, on osteoporosis and the implications of what can happen, independence and quality of life can really suffer. Maintaining strong bones helps to make sure that women can remain active and independent as we age. This is essential for overall well-being and maintaining a high quality of life. Falls, like I just said, are a major concern for osteoporosis. People with osteoporosis are likely to break bones, and I said hip, forearms, wrist, and spine. While most broken bones are caused by falls, osteoporosis can weaken bones to the point that a break can occur more easily. For example, coughing or bumping into something. Yes, just recently, one of my clients broke her ankle. All she did was she stepped funny off the curb and she broke her ankle. We now know that she has low bone density tests, uh, uh, a low bone density and that she needs to do things differently. But that was completely unexpected. And this woman is 55. So there was no history. The best exercises for osteoporosis focus on building and maintaining bone density and improve balance and muscle core strength to reduce the risk of falls and fractures. So here's what we need. Weight-bearing exercises. Body works against gravity. Stimulating bone formation and helping maintain bone density. Do things like walking, jogging, hiking, dancing, climbing stairs, or jump rope. So think impact. 
Resistance training is number two. Strength training helps build muscle mass and strengthens the bones. Talked about this a little bit earlier. Use free weights, resistant bands, or your own body weight or the weight machines at the gym if you have a gym membership. Do things like squats, lunges, push-ups, upper and lower body exercises. Target all muscle groups, especially the back, to promote a strong spine. Number three is balance exercises. Definitely better balance can reduce your risk of falls, which is particularly important for osteoporosis. What can you do? Single leg stands like in yoga, right? You stand on one leg and do the tree pose, tai chi, or standing Pilates exercises. There's a bunch of things you can do to work on your balance, like brush your teeth and stand on one leg. You do one minute of your electric toothbrush on one side and then you do one minute on the other side. Work on your balance all the time. At the shopping, uh, the grocery store, stand in line with your grocery cart. There's a lot of opportunities that we sometimes don't think about, about, you know, stand uh, on the bus stop. And you don't have to do anything fancy, just stand on one leg. And you can make these uh, balance exercises more advanced the stronger you get. Flexibility exercises are number four. So maintaining flexibility helps improve overall mobility and reduces the risk of injury. Think Pilates and other form of gentle stretching. Look for about 30 minutes of physical activity most days of the week. So five days a week is usually the recommended uh, activity level. Avoid sitting for a long time. And spread your movements out throughout the day. I have recently started talking about exercise snacks. And if you've been following me or if you are one of my clients, you know what I'm talking about. Exercise snacks. I go to the stove, turn it on, wait for my water to heat up. I'll do 10 push-ups. I stand on my leg while it's cooking. I put things into whatever I can do. I do Um, air squats while I'm waiting for things. So put in exercise snacks. And my resource for this is, of course, course the Fasten and Fit Over 50 exercise membership where I have all kinds of exercises from Pilates to strength training to stretching to resistance bands, light weights, or a use of water bottle as well that are anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes long and so doable. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to check out the membership, the exercise membership, and you can do those because I designed those exercises for you, the woman over 50, 60, and beyond. So we all can get stronger, have better balance, and live a healthier, better life. So I'll leave a link in the show notes for the membership. Of course, now we're talking about Pilates and osteoporosis. Pilates can be a very beneficial exercise option for those with osteoporosis. And I mentioned a couple of examples already. When we practice it with modification and caution, Pilates with postmenopausal women has been shown to increase bone mineral density based on a study of the NIH. So, it, And I have seen that as well, that Pilates can increase bone mineral density of some of my clients, but it also has kept them at a safe 
the level that they had been the year or two before. So there is really benefit to Pilates on the spine, but not so much on the hip. So these exercises target to help improve Pilates exercises, that is, increase muscle strength, posture, balance, and flexibility, which are all essential, reducing the risk of fractures, maintaining balance as we age. I want you to check out my video on how to find the Pilates body, as I like to call it. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can start building better posture through with that video so you can learn what that actually looks like. And it's not the military pose. So combining nutrition strategies, focus on Pilates, strength, balance, and flexibility exercises is uh, a uh, comprehensive and effective approach to managing osteoporosis and uh, promote optimal bone health. That is a lot. So bone health. Now let's talk about the five benefits of Pilates for osteoporosis. You know, I've been teaching Pilates for 20 years. I'm a huge fan of Pilates and I practice myself several days a week on the reformer, the Cadillac, the mat work with bands, um, with weights sometimes. So, but it's always comes back to the Pilates exercises. And I want you to discover the transformative power of Pilates for osteoporosis as we dive into the top five benefits it offers for better bone health and overall well-being. Number one is improved muscle strength. Pilates exercises can help increase muscle strength, particularly in the core, back, and pelvic area. The improved strength can provide better support for the spine and enhance overall stability. So think about the the skeleton. And then you have the muscles and tendons there. And so when you think of my my bone doesn't lift, and and if you watch the video, my bone doesn't lift itself. It needs muscles and tendons to move. So... Think about when these guys are strong, they're lifting things and moving things with much better ease and efficiency. Number two is better balance and coordination. Pilates exercises emphasize balance and coordinated use of the entire body. So we're not um, focusing on the biceps only. We're focusing on on the whole body throughout each of the exercises. And this can help prevent or reduce the risk of falls. Number three, it is about posture, enhanced posture. Pilates can improve posture by strengthening the muscles responsible for maintaining proper spinal alignment, the rectus spinae, the the abs, everything around it, the whole core muscle as a cylinder. Good posture can help minimize stress on the spine. Uh, Think herniated discs. It helps support the spine and reduces the risk of fractures in the spine. Good stuff, right? And number four is Pilates increases flexibility. I always say when people come to Pilates, they think core strength. And the way I look at Pilates is the exercises strengthen one part of the body and then they stretch another part of the body at the same at the same time, it is just amazing when somebody comes in and says, Hi, oh, my 
just didn't get my stretches in. I'm like, let's do Pilates. If you do um, a hamstring stretch or you do a leg circle, for instance, you're using your hip muscle, but you're stretching your hamstrings in the back of the body. So, and having improved mobility decreases the risk of injury and also the risk of falls. Imagine that you're stiff as a board. You're more likely to fall stiff as a board. And number five, Pilates and osteoporosis is a mind-body, the mind-body awareness in Pilates. And Pilates encourages a strong mind and body connection, which help increase your awareness and promote healthier movement patterns because Pilates focuses on slow movements, controlled movements, nothing frantic, nothing jarring, no impact on the joints. And for our osteoporosis people, this and anybody, Pilates is the way to go. So you have your five Benefits, improved muscle strength, better balance and coordination, enhanced posture or better posture, increased flexibility, and a mind-body awareness that's not to be. Now, there's some Pilates exercises that if you've been diagnosed with osteoporosis, you might modify or not do. The ones that are safe, for, him, for instance, are the hundred with the head down. I mentioned the single leg circle, the single leg, double leg stretches, all with the head down because we do want to decrease forward flexion. I'll talk about this in a minute too. So anything that is basically a plank type exercise in Pilates is the way to go if you've been diagnosed with osteoporosis and also depends on the level uh, of your the, the, the degree of your osteoporosis, how bad is it basic, basically? We're emphasizing promoting spinal extension as in a modified swan. Um, you will have a link about some of the exercises, what they look like, to the ones I just mentioned in uh, your show notes. So there will be links for you to try out some of those exercises and see how they feel for you. But Emphasizing exercises that promote spinal extension, at least they can help counteract the tendency for the spine to curve forward, and I'm bending forward on the video, as a result of osteoporosis. There are exercises we do want to avoid are modified. Avoid exercise that encourage significant spinal flexion, bending forward, like rolling on your back, like in rolling like a, a ball flexion and rotation as in spine twist we don't want to do that uh bending oh my god bending and twisting is like probably one of the worst when i think about that i always say you're picking something out of the trunk of your car and you bend forward but you have to twist definitely a no so the roll up the rollover rolling like a ball saw corkscrew spine twist teether and spine twist are definitely not the ones you want to do. So avoid those. If you have no clue what those means, just think about a lot of bending forward, a lot of twisting, and a lot of bending and twisting. We're not doing this. That also includes, um, like I said, the hundred has the head up. That's also a spinal flexion. Like in crunches, don't do those. Definitely don't do those. So here are five proven Pilates strategies to crush osteoporosis over 50. 
Number one, choose weight-bearing exercises. Include weight-bearing Pilates exercises in your routine, such as standing Pilates. You may have heard the magic circle. Now, standing Pilates exercises with a magic circle to help stimulate bone growth and improve overall bone density. Number two, prioritize posture and alignment. Focus on proper posture. I have the video for you in the show notes. And alignment during your Pilates practice to help reduce the risk of fractures, maintain spinal health and strength, and minimize the impact of osteoporosis in your daily life. Number three is strengthen your core. Incorporate core strengthening exercises in your Pilates sessions, which is a no-brainer to support your spine, improve stability, and enhance overall balance, reducing the risk of falls and fractures. So you're thinking um, your 100 with a head down, you're thinking a plank series. So we have all of those. And number four, Proper technique. Ensure that you use proper form and technique during impact exercises, as is walking included, to minimize stress on joints and reduce the risk of injury. Work with somebody. If you're not sure, work with a knowledgeable teacher that can help you uh, find the right exercise that are appropriate for your body. It could be me. It could be somebody else. And number five is consistency. Of course, practice Pilates regularly. And it's to feel its full benefit on bone health, strength, balance, coordination, mindfulness. Aim for at least two to three sessions per week. Gradually increase the intensity and duration as your body adapts and grows stronger. But that's something that you will find and you learn about yourself as you do Pilates. So overall, monitor your bone health and incorporate Pilates for osteoporosis into your lifestyle can significantly contribute to an optimal bone health. What a powerful episode, don't you agree? We've taken a deep look into Pilates' role into strengthening your bones and spine, especially crucial as we navigate the changes that come with midlife. I hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your bone health through this transformative practice of Pilates. Now, if you're wondering, how can I start incorporating Pilates into my daily routine? Here in luck, our next episode is all about starting Pilates at home in a safe and effective manner. And you don't need any of the machines that you sometimes see on TV or in Pilates studios. So if you're eager to kickstart your Pilates journey from the comfort of your living room, make sure you tune in to our next episode. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to another empowering episode of this limited series, Pilates for Women in Midlife, by me, Heike Yates. Are you ready to take your health journey to the next level? Then don't miss out on my free training, Three Ways to Recapture Your Health and Thrive. It even includes a few Pilates exercises for you to try out. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. If you found today's episode valuable, please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you know who could benefit from it. Sharing is caring, and let's face it, we could all use a little more health and happiness in our lives, especially as we're navigating the ups and downs of midlife. 
for more tips of healthy living, diet, exercise, and mindset strategies, plus amazing guests, be sure to check out the Pursue Your Spark podcast for women in midlife. It's your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can easily check it out. Until next time, keep pursuing your spark and make Pilates a habit you'll never want to break. Ciao!